if you're new to this whole world of baby led weaning and starting solid foods, you might still be on the fence as to whether this approach is going to work for you. And if that's the case, I want to send you my free feeding guide called Will Baby Led Weaning Work for My Baby? This is a guide that contains a decision tree map that you can work your way through to determine if this is the right approach for you guys and then when it's time to start. Grab your copy of Will Baby Led Weaning Work for My Baby on my website at babyledweaning.co slash resources. I was doing my breakfast dishes this morning, turned the garbage disposal on, and then heard that terrible noise when you know something is in the disposal, but like you can totally tell the damage has already been done. Sure enough, it was an easy peasy tiny spoon, totally shredded, which if I've learned anything about these baby lead weaning spoons from easy peasy is that the garbage disposal and the dog both love them. And I was bummed because it's one of my favorite colors that they make the light gray line, which is called pewter. But my garbage disposal disaster, I guess it came at just the right time because Easy Peasy is having their annual Mother's Day sale from this Friday to Sunday. So May 10th to 12th, you can get 20% off all of the Easy Peasy feeding gear with the affiliate discount code BLWMOM on orders of $50 or more. So this is a great time to stock up at 20% off because my regular easy peasy code is usually only for 10% off. So this bump up to 20% off is nice, but it's just for three days. So head to easypeasyfun.com to grab tiny spoons, their tiny cups, and the best suction mats and bowls for baby lead weaning. They have a really cool new bundle maker on their website if you want to group or piece a few items together or If you just don't want to think about it, then just grab one of the Easy Peasy First Foods sets. It has everything you need to give your baby a safe start to solid foods with baby led weaning. That code is BLWMOM for 20% off Easy Peasy orders of $50 or more now through Sunday, May 12th at easypeasyfun.com. And happy Mother's Day to you. So it's day four of baby led weaning and we're going to do meat. My sister-in-law says, babies can't eat meat. And I say, no, look, it's soft, shredded, strips of juicy meat. It's safe. And so her baby takes one bite of the meat gags, vomits the entire contents of his stomach all over my table. And I asked my sister-in-law, like, when did this baby last have a bottle? And she says, right before we sat down to eat. I was like, oh, I forgot to tell you to wait at least an hour between breast milk or formula and offering food. Sorry. Hey there, I'm Katie Ferraro, registered dietitian, college nutrition professor, and mom of seven specializing in baby led weaning. Here on the Baby Led Weaning Made Easy podcast, I help you strip out all of the noise and nonsense about feeding, leaving you with the confidence and knowledge you need to give your baby a safe start to solid foods using baby led weaning. Hey guys, welcome back to the Baby Led Weaning Made Easy podcast. This is Katie Ferraro. Today we're talking about schedules. This is feeding schedules. How often should I feed my baby? This is one of the most frequently asked questions I get from new moms or moms who are new to starting solids. And if you're like me, I'm a little type A. I kind of thrive on a schedule. I didn't used to though. My oldest is a singleton. I don't know what I did, but I didn't have a schedule and had no idea what was going on. But I didn't really realize that until my next children, I had a set of quadruplets. And if there was anything that was like my guiding star was our schedule. I mean, I lived and died by that schedule. And it was really amazing. When I had a schedule, I was like, how did I ever live without a schedule? So I've been kind of a big schedule person since then. But I think having a feeding schedule is ideal. We don't have to go overboard with it, but it does help us set mealtimes, get our babies used to eating at mealtimes so they're not in the habit of grazing and snacking. 
and all of those things that we know when they become toddlers can sabotage even the best attempts at having well-balanced meals and family meal time. So let's go ahead and get started. This is episode number 17, feeding schedules. How often should I feed my baby? I want to start out with my baby led weaning tip of the day. And I want to remind you that your baby will not eat very much food during the first few days and weeks of baby led weaning. So don't expect much from your baby. That is typical. That is a-okay. I would encourage you to not stress about how much your baby is eating, but rather focus on letting your baby learn how to eat. Our babies can do so much more than we oftentimes give them credit for, but they don't wake up on their six-month birthday and magically know how to eat X amount of calories or Y amount of fat grams. And that's not the point. The point of the weaning period, this is a practice period. From six until about 12 months of age, your baby will be practicing and learning how to eat. Some babies get it faster. Some babies, it takes a little bit longer. But please don't get discouraged if you see another baby who's your baby's age eating more than your baby. I always tell the story of my son, Henry, who's one of our quadruplets. When we started solid foods at the quads six months adjusted age, so they were seven and a half months chronological age. They were six weeks preemie. So I waited until six months plus six weeks to start solid foods. For the first six weeks after that, Henry just put his head down on the table and did not participate. And if he were my only baby, I would have been freaking out. Like, what is wrong with this child? He's not eating. He's almost nine months of age. He woke up one day and eventually started participating. And your baby will as well. You do want to follow this schedule, though, and continue to offer them food so that we're giving them the opportunity to practice learning how to eat if and when they want to engage. And I do want to encourage you to remember that breast milk and or formula is your baby's primary source of nutrition early on in the weaning period. So it doesn't matter how much they're eating because they're still getting most of their nutrition from breast milk or formula. And hang tight because in today's episode, I'm going to share with you how you balance and time your milk feeds with solid food feeds during this weaning process. And I'll share a quick tip for ensuring that you're waiting the right amount of time between milk and food. So how often should we feed our babies? My general rule of thumb is that when your baby is six to seven months of age, try to feed your baby solid foods one to two times per day. When your baby is eight to nine months of age, try to feed the baby two to three times a day. And then by the time the baby is 10 to 12 months of age, we love to see your baby eating about three times a day. Now, whenever I say that, I see, I do this on my work, uh, online workshops a lot. And I always think there's a group of parents who are like, oh, shoot, I'm definitely not doing solid foods that much. Like I have a friend, she's a neighbor and she's a new mom. And she, she's great. Cause she's like, I didn't even know a baby needed to start eating solid foods at six months till I went to the pediatrician and he asked what she was eating. And I said, breast milk. Said, no, no, no. She needs to start solid foods. And then she said, so then I was just doing solid foods like every three or four days or whenever I got around to it. So we were talking and she said, you know, I waited until she asked me. And then I said, well, I generally recommend one to two times a day. She's like, oh, wow. We're definitely not doing that. So I give those guidelines for the families that are maybe waiting like a few days in between foods. No, that's not going to cut it. At six months of age, your baby wants to eat. And in order to get your baby up to speed to the point where they will be able to meet their nutrition needs from food pretty shortly, you got to give them a few opportunities to practice. So every couple of days doesn't cut it. Try one to two times a day. Then there's the other half of people on the workshop who are like, ugh, my seven-month-old baby is really into this and already eats three times a day. Is that too much? No, it's not too much. 
Again, I offer the guidelines for the people that are maybe missing days in between solid foods. We don't want to do that. If your baby's sick, you might need to take a break from introducing solid foods, or they might not feel like it. They might just want to nurse or have bottles for a day or two. Okay, but beyond that, you know, get them back on that schedule. Again, that's one to two times a day when your baby is six to seven months, two to three times a day when your baby's eight to nine months, three times a day by the time your baby's 10 to 12 months. Some parents say, well, if my baby was eating three times a day at eight months, does that mean I should bump them up to four or five times a day, age 10 months or 11 months? And my answer is no. I recommend against the practice of feeding babies snacks. Babies don't need snacks in between meals if you're on a feeding schedule. Now, if you're out and about and you're going to miss the dinner that's usually at five o'clock and it's six o'clock, yeah, you got to give your baby a snack to get them there. But if you're at home and you're on your schedule, if your baby's eating breakfast at seven and lunch at 12 and dinner at five with milk in between, milk is the baby's snack. And when I say milk, I mean breast milk and or formula. Anytime we're talking about milk prior to the age of one, the assumption is that you're feeding your baby breast milk and or formula because cow's milk is not nutritionally appropriate to replace breast milk or formula until after one. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. If you've been thinking about giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. It's a convenient, flexible, affordable, and entirely online experience. All you do is just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can also switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. I used to think therapy was just for people who have experienced major trauma, but therapy can help you be at your best no matter what you're going through. So whether it's to learn new positive coping skills, set more realistic boundaries, or just show up as a better version of yourself, BetterHelp is here to help. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so that you can do more of it. If you want to live a more empowered life, therapy can help you get there and BetterHelp can help you. Visit BetterHelp.com slash weaning today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash weaning and get 10% off your first month. All right. So how much food should your baby be eating? People always say, can you send me a portion guide? And then I say, no, because we don't give prescribed portions for babies because all babies are different. You, you can't cheat on this one. You have to learn your baby's cues. You have to learn when your baby is done. You have to learn what your baby does when they still want more. At the beginning, it's kind of confusing because your baby doesn't know what they want. And at the beginning, your baby doesn't know that how to eat or that food will help alleviate their hunger, those feelings of hunger. So it takes a few weeks until that kind of kicks in. At the beginning, though, I don't give prescribed portion amounts because I, I feel that that just sets parents up for failure. I remember personally, well, I did traditional spoon feeding with my oldest daughter, and it was a disaster. I started when she was four months of age, which of course is way too early because someone told me, my pediatrician told me, start solids at four months of age. Okay, so I would puree all this food that she wasn't ready to eat, I'd freeze it in the little ice cube things, defrost it and then put it on a spoon and push it in her mouth, and then she wouldn't eat it, reject all of my feeding attempts, and I'd feel like so inadequate and like such a failure that I couldn't get my baby to eat this prescribed or arbitrary amount of food that happened to fit in whatever size ice cube tray I had. With baby-led weaning, what's so nice is that the baby is in control of the pace of eating and the amount of eating. And if you're familiar with Ellen Satter and her division of responsibility in feeding theory, I mentioned this in episode one because it's such an important concept if you're studying the philosophy 
of baby led weaning. Many of you have read the baby led weaning book by Dr. Gil Rapley, which is, of course, she's the person who coined the term baby led weaning and really set the stage for understanding how and why babies can and want to feed themselves. Well, Ellen Satter's division of responsibility in feeding theory reminds us that we as parents have three jobs. We are responsible for what our babies eat, we are responsible for when they eat, and we are responsible for where they eat. The baby is responsible for how much he or she eats and even whether or not he or she eats. It is not our job to pick how much our baby eats. So don't feel bad if your baby doesn't eat the amount you thought they would eat. They might not be hungry. They might be teething. They might be sick. They might be distracted by the dog who's licking their toes. Having said that, we do want to set a distraction-free eating environment. One of our jobs, right, is to determine where the baby's eating. That means in a safe high chair, feet resting flat on a footrest, and try to keep distractions away, including iPads, um, TV off, dog out of the room. The dog can come back in after and help you clean. I know you guys, you dog lovers all love dogs and baby led weaning, but don't have the dog near the baby when the baby's eating because it is very distracting to the baby. So back to your job, it doesn't include how much or even whether your baby eats. So don't stress out about how much your baby is eating. Another question that I get a lot related to schedules, and schedules are great because they help you with the when your baby eats. That's your job too, right? Babies are supposed to eat at mealtimes. You have to decide when the mealtime is going to be. You have to decide where the baby eats safely positioned in a high chair. You have to decide what the baby eats. You're providing safe, age-appropriate, wholesome foods. Okay, but again, your job is not to determine how much or even whether the baby eats. But when your baby eats is, so what time of day should I feed my baby? My first answer to that is when you're starting out, whenever works for you. I know you have a lot going on. There's a lot happening around the six-month age mark. But your baby does need to sit down and eat solid foods one to two times a day for 15 to 20 minutes each feeding. You should be sitting down and doing the same. I know a lot of us don't take care of ourselves in that way. But take a break. Put your phone down. Sit with your baby. We always observe our babies when they're eating. In the event of a choking hazard, you won't hear your baby. So you need to be directly watching your baby. And your baby's mimicking what you're doing. So you demonstrate the rate and the pace at which you feed yourself. You can be dramatic about how you chew food up and down and up and down and then how you swallow it. Your baby is taking all of these little pieces of information and putting it into the vault that is, I'm learning how to eat. So what time of day should you do this? Do when works for you. In some instances, some babies do better in the morning because they are well rested. I recommend don't doing, not doing any allergenic foods at night, so before the baby goes to bed, you don't want to introduce, let's say, shellfish for the first time and then everyone in the house goes to sleep because what if there is an allergic reaction, you wouldn't be alert enough to intervene. I would encourage you not to wake the baby up in the middle of the night to eat. I have had some parents who think, well, I used to wake my baby up in the middle of the night to eat when we started breast milk. Do I do the same thing for solid food? No. Your baby can sleep through the night at six months of age. Your baby might not be sleeping through the night, but your baby could. You don't need to wake them up to eat solid foods. Starting at about eight months of age, I generally transition my babies to, we start the day with food. A lot of parents are surprised to learn that for, once your baby gets the hang of baby led weaning at eight or nine months of age, it kind of all clicks. Now, of course, that depends upon when you started, but if you started solid foods at six months of age, plus when the baby was exhibiting the other signs of readiness to feed and your baby's been eating for about eight weeks, it generally kind of clicks and you'll notice your baby is starting to eat more food at mealtime and the milk intake drops off parents will email me in a panic. Oh my gosh, my milk supply is dwindling. It's dropping. 
Well, that's the point of weaning. It happens at different points for different babies, but the baby is going to be gradually getting more of their nutrition from food and less of their nutrition from milk. And as a result, won't need as much milk from you, either formula or breast milk. But at around eight months of age, if the baby is really getting the hang of baby-led weaning, it's perfectly appropriate to wake up in the morning and start the baby with breakfast at the table and not do a milk feed. Now, that doesn't work for some families if they're breastfeeding and the mom's engorged and she needs to nurse, or for what happens a lot too is families are like, oh, I'm not ready with breakfast as soon as the baby gets up. Like, I need some time, and if that baby's hungry, they're going to have a bottle or they're going to nurse until my breakfast is ready, and that's fine. You would generally, after the baby does kind of get the hang of baby led weaning, we start to move towards putting the milk feeds behind the food feeds. And I'll talk about that next. This section is kind of covering how do I time my milk feeds when I start solid foods. Again, when I say milk feed, the notion here is because we're talking about infants less than 12 months of age, you're feeding only breast milk or formula to your baby, not cow's milk. So at the beginning, please remember at the six and seven month mark, your baby is not eating much, okay? They are learning how to eat. They are learning how to respond to their hunger cues. And then they're learning, hmm, this food stuff that this lady or man keeps feeding me helps those hunger feelings go away. And we allow the baby to regulate their own intake so that when the baby becomes full, the baby is the one who can stop eating. With traditional spoon feeding, I just kept pushing that spoon in my baby's mouth until I decided she was done. And all I was doing was teaching her to override her own satiety feelings, the feelings of fullness. So with baby-led weaning, we let the baby determine how much and even whether they eat. And when they're done eating, they stop. Just like they do with breastfeeding or bottle feeding, right? They turn their head away from the breast or the bottle when they're done. Start watching your baby as they get into baby-led weaning. Again, usually around the eight or nine-month mark when it all clicks. They're pretty good at telling you, even without words, when they're all done. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Okay, so usually around the eight-month mark is when most parents and caregivers will start dropping a milk feed. Okay, it all depends upon what your goal is for your breastfeeding. For breastfeeding is some parents want to be done by 12 months. Someone want to, some want to go on till two years. You have to analyze what your own goal is, but you do have to acknowledge the fact that increasingly your baby is requiring more nutrition from non-milk sources, i.e. food, and will require less milk. So many parents around the eight or eight month mark will drop that first milk feed. Now, experts differ in their opinions on which milk feed to drop. I suggest you play around with your own schedule. Anytime you skip switch the schedule up, I know it's a little rough for a few days, right? When you take the pacifier away, when you take the bottle away, when you move the nap schedule, when you drop a milk feed, it might be a little dicey there for a little bit. You are not going to starve your baby to death because for a few days they had a little bit less milk from a bottle or breast milk than they used to. Okay. But again, it can be a little challenging those days. But what happens is as that baby who has been learning how to eat for six or eight weeks and now realizes eating food alleviates hunger, they start to eat a little bit more food at meals. And now the weaning process is underway, right? Where they're eating more food, getting more nutrition from food, getting less of that from milk. So as your baby starts to pick up steam with eating, I suggest moving your schedule where the milk feeds then come after the food. So a schedule might be wake up in the morning, eat breakfast. You're starting to hopefully practice with the open cup. I'm going to talk about open cup 
training and skipping sippy cups in a separate episode, but you can practice with the open cup. You can offer your baby milk or breast milk after food. Then the baby would play for a while. Then they would probably nap. When they wake up again, do the next meal. And so now the milk is basically following the food. And what that happens is that really allows for older babies by the time they hit 10, 11 months, they're jamming at mealtime and they're really into eating the foods that you prepared because they feel hungry. I'm not saying to starve your baby out, but it is true that a baby who is hungry will participate in and eat more food at mealtime than a baby who is full of milk. And so I want to leave you with the final tip that is, You want to make sure you're leaving at least one hour between milk and food, especially in the beginning when you start solid foods. Your baby's drinking all of their nutrition from milk, but you can't have the belly full of milk and then bring them to the table and expect them to eat a food that they probably never tried before and they're learning how to eat it and there will be some gagging. Gagging is a natural and necessary part of learning how to eat and gagging is not a bad thing. However, if the baby does have a particularly involved gag and the belly is super full of milk, that gag can turn into a vomit. Now, a little bit of vomit is to be expected occasionally with some like really involved gags. But if your baby is vomiting every time at feeding, that is certainly not typical. And we don't want to promote excessive vomiting because that then can lead to negative associations with feeding and being in the high chair. So make sure you have at least an hour of milk or between milk and foods. I remember one of my sisters-in-law, we were doing baby led weaning with her third baby, and I was doing a bunch of videos documenting this baby's first 10 days with solid foods. So she came over like on day four, and we were doing lamb on day four. And she was like, ah, I don't want to do meat. I was like, you got, you can do this. I know you can do this. Like, trust me. Here's how I made the meat. It's juicy. It's soft. There's no sodium. Your baby's not going to eat very much of it. He's just going to suck on it a little bit. And she's like, okay, but I'm, we've done three other days. The baby took like one bite of the lamb, like just gnawed on it a little bit and then vomited an entire belly full of milk all over the table. And my sister-in-law was like, see, I told you babies can't eat meat. I was like, when did you give that baby a bottle? She's like, oh, I gave him a huge bottle like right before we walked in here. It was like, so like 10 minutes before we had food, this baby had like an eight ounce bottle. Well, even the slightest gag at that point is going to cause the baby to vomit. She said, in my defense, you didn't tell me wait an hour between after giving milk before we start the food thing. I said, okay, you're right. Some babies will need more than an hour if they have a particularly sensitive gag reflex. So that's my quick win for you guys today. If you want to learn more about giving your baby a start, a safe start to solid foods, rather, come check out my free online workshop called Baby Led Weaning for Beginners. It's how to get your baby to turn one without you having to spoon feed purees or buy pouches. Everyone on my free workshop gets a copy of the 100 First Foods list so you can start knocking out these foods with your baby and hopefully leaving an hour after the milk feed so you don't get a table full of vomited milk. And you know what's funny about vomiting, if I may? Some babies, it doesn't even bother them. Like that baby, for the record, just went back to eating that meat, which I pointed that out too, but then it was like kind of a gross video that we couldn't use because there was a lot of vomiting. There's a little bit of vomiting with baby led weaning, but your baby should not be vomiting every single feed. If they are, that is certainly not typical. And you would want to talk to your pediatrician about that and see if perhaps you could get a referral to a speech language pathologist who specializes in feeding or an occupational therapist. These feeding therapists can help you diagnose if there really is a problem. A speech language pathologist can help you analyze if there's a problem with the swallow, give you some exercises or tips to help rectify that. So there you have it. Feeding schedules. How often should I feed my baby? Thanks for being here. Bye now.
friends. Are you looking for a new podcast? Maybe something you can share with your littles? Something that has some storytelling in it? Well, then look no further. We have Storytime with Philip and Mommy, where my son and I sit and discuss all the great books that you might love while we read them. So, Little Golden Books, Berenstain Bears, and even the new classics like Bluey. We sit down, we read, we discuss, and we have so much fun doing it. Come and join us. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.